Welcome to The Haley Rowe Show. I'm a feel-good habits coach dedicated to helping you reach new levels of health, happiness, and high performance. Please visit www.haleyrowe.com for show notes. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, it's Haley. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast today and this time talking about something that's very popular but actually has been around for quite a while and you might have heard of it and that is the keto diet. So the keto diet, also known as the ketogenic diet, is nothing new. It's been around since the 1920s and 30s when it was invented to help epilepsy patients. And in recent years, it has become more popular because of its additional research benefits, things like fat loss, things like laser-sharp mental focus, improvements in overall health biomarkers, longevity, decreasing inflammation, and much more. So we're going to talk a little bit more about those benefits on today's episode, give you a little overview on how the keto diet works. But most importantly, I have a very in-depth workshop coming up on April 7th. It's a Saturday and it's from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at One Life Kitchen in Barrington with the amazing cookbook author and food blogger and chef Kara Kretz. So we are teaming up. I'm going to be talking about how you can customize the keto diet for you. Do you have to do keto or could you do a low-carb diet, cyclical ketosis, things like um exogenous ketones and bulletproof coffee. Do those things work? And much, much more. We're going to cover a lot. And Kara is going to be leading us through some cooking demos. We're going to have a tasty lunch together and it's going to be a lot of fun. So sign up at onelifekitchen.com slash events and you can reserve your spot. Spots are limited. So be sure to do that as soon as possible. And let me know if you have any questions. You can just email me, go to HaleyRowe.com. And you can also see all the information for this workshop on the show notes for today's episode at HaleyRowe.com slash keto hyphen diet. All right, so let's define the keto diet. It's a low carb, high fat, moderate protein way of eating. And with this diet, you can definitely start to get some ideas like, what? I thought fat was horrible for us and moderate protein. Aren't we supposed to eat high protein if we want to lose weight? Well, yes and no. There are good fats and there are bad fats. And there is protein that's good for us, but too much protein can be inflammatory and accelerate aging. So we don't want too much protein. And you might be wondering, well, then why do we want so much fat? And the reason is because we're seeking the goal of getting into something called ketosis. And the only way to do that is when we're depleted in carbs and when we also don't have so much protein that our body converts the protein into glucose, which it can do. It's capable of doing that. So we'll, we'll talk more about that later. I don't want to get too sciencey, but the definition is low carb, high fat, and moderate protein. Now, I never advocate a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to diet. You can definitely get that idea in one of my recent podcasts about um, kind of the, the six universal rules that I use when it comes to my nutrition or, or lessons that I've learned when it comes to nutrition. So you can check that out by going to HaleyRowe.com slash podcast if you want to learn more about my philosophies on diet. But at the same time, I've noticed in so many of my clients a complete 
transformation when they try a low carb diet or specifically the keto diet. And the keto diet has helped my clients not only decrease their cravings for sweets, but it's allowed them to be freed from constant nagging hunger. They have control over their appetite. They feel full after their meals. Their focus is better. Their blood sugar is more stable. Their body composition improves. Their mood improves and so much more. So I personally have also experienced the keto diet myself and I really love the way it makes me feel. Do I do the keto diet permanently? No, because it's extremely low carb and sometimes I cycle between higher carb days, lower carb days, and I also practice a more moderate approach. I'm typically between 100 to 150 max grams of carbs most days. There are some days where I go carb heavy, but that's very rare. And I feel just way better on a low carb diet overall. And when I need to feel like um, I need a mental boost or I feel like my hunger levels are getting crazy or out of whack, I return to the keto diet. And the keto diet is typically 20 to 50 grams of carbs per day, which is really low. Most Americans are eating at the very minimum at least 200 grams of carbs per day. And that's pretty low. Most of us are getting more than that. So keep in mind that it's a pretty drastic change. And that's why I recommend working with a coach, learning more about it. And, you know, just being uh, aware that it's not going to happen in one day, you're going to transition slowly, you're going to start cutting out the breads, the cereals, the pastas, etc. Those easy things first, the big rocks, and then you'll have to get more serious about you know, limiting even your fruit intake, increasing your leafy green vegetables to get your micronutrients and things like that. Again, though, I just want this episode to be an overview because we're going to go more into depth in the workshop. So regarding the keto diet and how does it work? Well, ketosis is the goal of a keto diet. And ketosis is a metabolic state in which your body is efficiently burning stored energy in the form of ketones and body fat. So did you hear that? Body fat. And instead of depending on high-carbohydrate meals to sustain your cognitive focus, mood, and energy, ketones are used. Ketones are produced by your body in a carb-depleted or fasted state. And those are used by your brain, muscles, and heart, just like carbs, protein, or fat can be used by your brain, muscles, and heart. So we're shifting to being fat adapted. And our body and brain usually right now, if you're not in ketosis, is choosing to use glucose for energy. And that's fine. But ketones are preferred by the brain. They provide more energy to our cells. And they give you more bang for your buck. It's less wear and tear on your body to use ketones than it is to use glucose. So with traditional high-carb diets, here is what happens to your body in that process. So let's say you have the standard American breakfast of oatmeal, toast, or a bagel, something that's typically very high in carbs. What happens is your glucose levels rise, your pancreas secretes insulin, and then insulin shuttles glucose into your cell and you have energy. However, that energy is going to probably crash pretty soon because your uh, insulin was spiked pretty high and now it has to 
come back down. And also your insulin sends a signal to your body to stop burning fat. They say, hey, we got some carbs here. We don't need to use our stored body fat for fuel. We don't need to produce ketones for brain energy. We got some glucose here. Versus a higher fat diet where you're on the keto diet, which is, like I said, low carb, you are going to have your glucose levels fall and your lipase releases stored triglycerides and then fatty acids travel to the liver and the liver produces ketones and then you have stable focused energy. Now, there are people who eat high fat and high carb, aka the standard American diet. Our diets are typically very high in processed foods, which use high sugar and high fat together and salt so that it tastes delicious. And so we can't stop eating it. And high fat and high carb together is a recipe for obesity and disaster. So you do not want to have a super high fat diet and high carb diet. You want to try to do something more moderate and low in carbs, higher in healthy fats, moderate in protein to achieve fat loss, brain energy, etc. for most people. However, there are people who can do plant-based, very high carb kinds of diets healthily. And I also recommend working with a coach no matter what, to see what diet is right for you. But just know that high fat and high carb in combo is not a good idea. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the benefits earlier in the episode, things like decreasing inflammation and better health biomarkers, better focus, fat loss, etc. But let's talk a little bit more about the science behind it and more specifics. So the first thing that I wanted to mention is that the ketogenic diet allows neuroprotective properties to occur, okay? So these neuroprotective properties may help prevent Alzheimer's and other cognitive diseases. No diet can heal your disease because I'm not a doctor and I'm not allowed to say that, but Many research studies show that ketones have a positive effect on people with Alzheimer's disease. And at the same time, these ketones, when your body makes ketones, you are going to have reduced blood glucose and insulin levels. And those are two things that you want to be low if you want to burn fat, set up a hormonal environment for fat burning, and achieve longevity. The other thing that the ketogenic diet does is just make it more effortless to lose weight and stop eating because you feel full from your meals. You're not using processed uh, low-fat products that usually add in sugar or other things to make it taste better that leave you craving more and leave you hungry again within a few hours. So with the keto diet, it naturally takes care of the fact that you're going to be eating more whole food sources, healthy fats, and less low-fat processed frankenfood. Okay, now the other thing about the keto diet is it boosts mitochondrial function. And when you have better mitochondria, which they are, they are basically the powerhouse of your cells, you're going to have healthier aging experience. You're going to have better cellular repair. 
And to learn more about mitochondria, you can go to HaleyRowe.com. I have a blog about six ways to improve mitochondrial function. But one of those ways is through diet and specifically a low-carb, keto-esque diet. And ketogenic dieters oftentimes report more effortless weight loss. Why? Because they're setting up their hunger hormones to help them out on this journey. When you're doing a severely low-calorie diet or a diet like Weight Watchers that's not really focused on quality of food, then it's going to be hard. You're going to have to use your willpower because your hormones aren't set up for success. But with the keto diet, many people balance their hormones, improve their metabolism and metabolic health, decrease their appetite for sweets and processed foods. And that is why it seems to be easier for them to lose weight and fat. Now, the last thing I want to cover has to do with heart health. And being in a ketogenic state, if done correctly, and not using bad fats like hydrogenated oils, vegetable oils, canola oil, those are all examples of vegetable oils, uh, things like factory farm meat, loads of processed, processed, processed meat, um, things like that, then you're not going to see results. But if you're doing it right and you're using high-quality fats, people experience lower triglycerides and an increase in their HDL. And HDL is the good cholesterol that protects your heart health. Now, the triglyceride to HDL ratio is one that is very reliable in predicting cardiovascular risk. And research shows that the keto diet, like I said, decreases your total LDL cholesterol, which is actually the, the bad cholesterol, and decreases your triglycerides and blood glucose. So all of those things are healthy results. Now, many people see their cholesterol go up overall and freak out, but there's a lot of information out there now and research done saying that cholesterol isn't as bad as we think, and there's the good kind, which is the HDL, which is increased by a keto diet, and LDL, which is the bad kind, which seems, by based on research, is reduced on a keto diet. Okay, so I know you're asking, what does a keto diet really look like? What's a day in the life of a keto dieter? And I first want to share that in the studies done on keto diets, people are eating, on average, a range of carbohydrates that is 20 grams to 50 grams per day. 20 grams to 50 grams of carbohydrates per day, which is extremely low and defined as ketogenic. Now, keep in mind that that's drastic, and most Americans eat at least... 300 grams of carbs per day if you're eating this typical standard American diet. Now, people who follow a paleo approach or a more whole foods-based approach, they're going to be a little lower than that probably, but most people are really high in carbs. And so you need to transition, like I said, with a coach slowly and find the sweet spot for you. Some people can achieve ketosis with a higher amount of carbs than that. The overall macronutrient ratios for a ketogenic diet are 5 to 10% of your calories coming from carbohydrates, 15 to 30% of your calories coming from protein, and 60 to 75, and most of the time higher than that, so maybe 60 to 
85% of calories coming from fat. Now before you freak out, there's a lot of great resources on the ketogenic diet, on the health benefits, on why fat doesn't make you fat and why fat does not damage your heart if you're eating the correct kinds of fat. And for those reasons, I'm going to post some good resources in the show notes. My personal approach was trying out the keto diet where I would eat 50 grams of carbs per day or lower. And I did that for about two months because I like to test things out and see how I feel and measure. And I, I geek out about this kind of stuff. And I did enjoy it. I felt great. I noticed a lot of decreased bloat for sure, decrease in body fat. However, um, for me, I eat a low carb diet now sustainably. So I don't eat keto every single day, meaning I don't eat lower than 50 grams of carbs per day every day at all. I usually sit between about 100 grams of carbs to 180 grams of carbs. It just depends on the day. And some days it's even lower than 100 grams, but it just depends. But I find that I've sustainably done this low carb, higher fat, moderate protein approach very, very much enjoyably. And I feel great. And that's usually what I sit at. But that doesn't mean that that's what you should do. You should test this out, see how you feel, find the sweet spot for you. And remember that there is no one size fits all approach. Now, if you want to receive a little grocery list with what you'd kind of want to be eating more of on a keto diet, you can go to HaleyRowe.com slash keto hyphen diet. And on that show notes page, you'll see a little place where you can sign up for a grocery list. And I just want to remind you that um, the workshop will talk more about misconceptions and, and proper fats versus not proper fats, etc. So be sure to sign up if you're in the Barrington area. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you have follow-up questions to this episode, since we're just scratching the surface in this episode, please feel free to email me at info at And I look forward to hearing your thoughts, your questions, etc. So have a great day and thanks for listening. Want to hear more shows? Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Get your free habits guide at HaleyRow.com. And remember that any advice given on the show does not substitute for medical advice from your healthcare professional. Talk to you guys soon.